0: Three, two, one. Amplify
1: your mission.
0: Authors, coaches, speakers. This week's listener spotlight and shout out is Erin, Erin, Erin Boberin. It's five stars. Hell yes. Adam is such an incredible rockstar podcast interviewer. I didn't know him before I was introduced to him recently by my friends Joe and Matt. Oh, I think that's Joe Fear and Matt Wolf. So grateful they pointed me his way. What an incredible blend he brings. One of personality, genuine enthusiasm, curiosity, perfect questions and flow. I listened to an episode and a half already on my bike ride today. And I'm already excited to dive back in for the rest of this second episode and to start another tomorrow. Gold here. A rare find for the bloated, saturated world of podcasters. Hell yes. Well, thank you, Erin Erin Boberin, I really appreciate that. And if you want to be featured like Erin, you just... Hit the subscribe, leave a short written review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to and I'll give you a shout out. Our next speaker is a best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and was even named one of the top 10 dads in podcasting by Podcast Magazine. Please help me welcome to the stage, Adam Lewis Walker. Okay, this week it's all about having the have-it-all life. We have Diane Forster on the line. She's an award-winning inventor, best-selling author, TEDx speaker, TV show host, podcast, the international living expert, and reinvention specialist. It could go on and on, which is always what happens when you have someone who's really achieved a lot and is really living in their purpose. So we're going to be digging into the blueprint for you to get a three-step process to get or have and have-it-all life and really kind of align with your passions and really, we're gonna dig into all of these juicy topics. Firstly, Diane, are you ready to amplify your mission today?
1: I am so ready, Adam. Let's do this.
0: Awesome. (laughs) That was quite a brief introduction in in terms of what you've done. I know your career began, began even with advertising, TV sales, including Disney, ABC, you're an inventor. Is there anything you'd like to add or highlight
1: I guess what I would say about it is, when I tell my story and people say, well, you know, how'd you get where you are today? I, I always do it in three legs. And the first leg is I did have a 32 year career in advertising and television sales. And I spent the last 20 of those years with Disney, ABC which really gave me a, an amazing foundation for marketing and messaging and sales. I've sold over a hundred million dollars of ad sales in my career and, you know, client relations and, and, uh, so many skills that I got from there. And while I was working there, I invented my kitchen product called the Spifter, which uh, was, I
0: saw a, something about the Spifter. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad you said it. <laughs>
1: Yes, so that is a sifting spoon that you use to decorate your foods and beverages with your sugars and spices. So it's a fun decorating finishing tool that was an idea that came out of a frustration in the kitchen one day and I just pursued it with a mantra of, well, let me just see where this goes. And one thing led to another, led to another, which it ended up winning me an innovation award at the International Houseware Show. And getting me, landing me a spot on QVC, which was a phenomenal experience. And, a, and it sold out in six minutes. Wow. So that, yeah. that opened my eyes to entrepreneurship. And I learned so many lessons along the way about, you know, resilience and tenacity and keep going and don't worry about the roadblocks and literally just put one foot in front of the other. And so I had this corporate background and now I had this taste of entrepreneurship and, and inventing. And the third leg of the story is the creation of I Have Today, which is what I'm doing now, which is my passion mm. and purpose work. It is my legacy work, and it 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 makes me jump out of bed every day, excited about my life. So, um, and that is my personal journey. And so, while I had this successful career, the personal relationship in my marriage was not good, and. You know, it was a secret that I kept hidden to the outside world because the outside packaging and dressing of my life looked really good. I didn't want anyone to know how truly unhappy I was on the inside. And that went on for almost two decades. It was almost 20 years. And the thing is, you can't live indefinitely like that. And it almost took me out. So I attempted suicide on June 25th, 2011. And I tell wow. people that story and they're yeah. like, you, you know, they're so surprised by that. To get the
0: chronological, the order of this, when did the spiff, am I saying that right, the spifter? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, did, yes. when did that
0: come around? And you know, when, cause of this, this taste of entrepreneurship. And I mean, and also if you don't mind asking, what sort of age were you when you've had this successful long career in advertising? And all of that world because I know people sometimes feel like they have to stay in a lane that they've kind of put so much of their time into and it does take you know guts to then try new things you know to complete new avenues when you've kind of got that history and a history of success
1: right it does okay so the idea for the spifter came, happened on Easter Sunday 2009 okay so I was oh god I was 45 when that happened I'm 55 right now so uh, almost fifty six, and then um, the suicide attempt happened in on June twenty fifth, twenty eleven. So mm. two years after that. So they were simultaneously kind of going on at the same time. I was I was developing the spifter and doing everything with that, you know, in my you know evenings and weekends while I was still working at ABC and going through this, you know, trying marriage. So. Um, so after the suicide attempt, I, what happened to me was a God moment, truly a God moment. I had pills in my hand that got knocked out and a voice screamed in my ear, you are not ending your life this way. You need to go get help, Diane, so that you can tell your story and you can help others. And it literally woke me up. And so I reached out for help the very next day and said, I, I'm changing my life and I need help. And so that sent me down this path of really tapping into and discovering me what was important to me what did i value what what did i want my life to be like and uh it took about six more months to get out of that marriage and that relationship and a lot of things transpired which Mm -hmm. is all in my book you know i talk Mm -hmm. about it i speak about it but um but what Um, happened is I started really delving into personal development and you know spiritual awakening was happening you know and I was starting to fall in love with myself and starting to heal in this really profound way so what I started to do was tap into my own genius for lack of a better word and started taking a culmination of everything that I was learning out there mm-hmm. and simplifying it into processes simple three-step processes that would work for me that at any time in any moment I could stay empowered and you know in alignment and intentional and focused on you know what I wanted my life to look like and, and feel like and so I started writing and creating like crazy and the thing is once you innovate and invent you can't shut it off. <laughs> like, I can't, <laughs> yeah. can't shut it off. And so I was writing like crazy and coming up with ideas and started writing a lot of poetry. And I came up with a poem called, I woke up with it one morning called I Have Today. And when I finished writing it, it was it was like the idea for the spifter that came into my mind. It was all of a sudden I got the clarity. I could connect all the dots going back. Why everything happened to me. And I said, oh my God, this is this is what God was talking about in the bathroom that night back in June of 2011. I'm supposed to help others who don't know their self-worth discover Mm. their true divinity, power, and purpose. Because if I was living in this quiet hell, how many other people were living like this? And so the birth of I have today um, happened that night. And then two years after that, my twins graduated high school and I had made a bold decision and I declared that I want an extraordinary life. I'm going to do everything I can to get it. And so their last day of high school was my last day corporate America. I quit my job at ABC with not knowing what was going to happen. How long
0: ago was that in terms of years? That How was, long ago was that That now? was
1: in um, the spring of
0: 2015. 20, okay. So about so, five years ago. Yes. Yeah.
1: So uh, just, yeah, right now, actually this, this week, um, mm-hmm. five years ago. Yeah. It's the anniversary of this week. How funny. <laughs> and so um, I quit the job. I sold my house and everything in it literally 20 years of of life, got rid of everything. I got my twins off to college, and I moved from Chicago to San Diego with, you know, my clothes, my spifters, and the same mantra of, let's just see where this goes. I just want to see where this goes. And it's been nothing short of extraordinary. I will have to tell you, stepping over that line of fear to faith and trusting um, has just just been so miraculous for me, and you know, I wrote my best-selling book. I obviously did a TEDx talk, became a speaker. I'm a certified coach. I coach predominantly women. Uh, I do coach some men, but it's mostly women yep. who are like me. They're they're um, I call this the second chapter of life, but they're in this space like they they're smart, they're savvy, they're successful in a lot of ways. They're just not happy. So what I do is I teach that this three-step blueprint on how to create what I call a habit all life. And have it all does not mean material things, it certainly can be. But what are the key areas of your life, the eight key areas of your life, how fulfilled are you in those areas? Because we should all be happy every single day of our life. It is, it is a myth, it's a lie, it's a limiting belief to believe that we have to sacrifice anything for something that we want. And so I believe, uh, you know, not happiness all day, every day, but to feel joy and fulfillment and gratitude and, and happiness every single day of your life, despite whatever is going on. And there is a lot going on right now. So um, that's really the, what I do now. So now I coach yeah. people through this process and take them on this journey to yeah. To I was going to say, it right sounds now.
0: very situational what happened, but was there ever like my, this is my Yoda question I sometimes ask, someone who really kind of said the right thing or the right word or just inspired you from afar, um, or it could have been someone physically in front of you in terms of just it's what you needed to hear at the right time. And it, it doesn't, sometimes it's a few people, sometimes it was more of a situational thing. Is there anything, anyone who springs to mind?
1: It's so funny that you're saying this because there were so many. There, I mean, Deepak Chopra, Bob Proctor, Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay, but Abraham Hicks, Are you familiar with the works of Abraham Hicks? I potentially
0: recognize the name, and I'm not sure why. (laughs) Okay,
1: that is so funny because you know what? I'm I'm going to pivot here one second. Um, I read Abraham Abraham Hicks' book, "Ask and It Is Given," and I so Uh. funny. It's sitting on my table (laughs) right now. It's what a weird sign. This is totally the universe speaking, but that opened my my mind and my eyes and pierced into my heart and shifted me to just how powerful I am. We all are, but how powerful I am and that I'm limited by nothing except my limiting beliefs. So let's get rid of them in the fastest, quickest, most efficient way permanently as possible to really be able to, to live in, that greater version of yourself so not stuck in the past grateful for where you are right now and future forward facing and focused on what it is you want so that truly is in I just explained the three-step blueprint which is (laughs) love it thank it bring it that's the three um, phases so love it is loving your life no matter what has happened to you in your entire life, it's been there for you, even if you don't realize it. The pain is even there to teach us something. It teaches us so much about you know, discernment about what you want. Resilience, clarity, focus, um, makes us so much stronger. And then thank it is about living and you know, being grateful for all of that, but also where you are right now in your life, even if it's not everything that you want it to be. When you find the things to be grateful for, all the big things and all the little things, that appreciation expands and grows and appreciation appreciates. So it 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 opens up what I call the portal to abundance, which allows the universe to bring you more when you live in gratitude and appreciation for everything. You know, the cup of coffee, you get to drink the bed you get to sleep in so many people in the world, never sleep in a bed. Like mm. that's something that's such a gift. And the fact that we can just turn on a faucet to get water. And so many people in the world die every day drinking contaminated water or have to mo- walk miles and miles to get it. Like, We're so blessed. There's so many things to be grateful for. So even if it's not what you want, just to be grateful for where you are right now. And bring it is the power piece. That's how how you show up and move your life forward. You know, how living intentionally with your love of self, with your relationships, with your health, with your money mindset, you know, with your career in every area. How are you bringing it? every single day, because how you bring it today will affect how it shows up for you tomorrow. So um, it's all focused on mindset. Everything I do starts with an emphasis on mindset, because what you're thinking is creating the way you're feeling, which is creating the way you're speaking and communicating, which is creating your manifestations and your outcomes. 100% comes from us. So if we can Reprogram and um, eliminate some of those limiting beliefs or many of those limiting, limiting beliefs, which I actually call dandelions, and then replace them with a bed of roses and create those new neural pathways so that you can really see how worthy and deserving you are and how unlimited you are and how creative you are. And that you're probably thinking way, way too small and how, easy and fun it is to think bigger I call it you can you know you can soar or you can crawl either way it's going to take the same amount of your your emphasis and your mindset so how do you want to how do you want to fly in this life so that long explanation is really <laughs> the you know the basis of what I have today is and about really living intentionally and, I
0: and we've got people, a giveaway link to that we'll talk about towards oh yeah. the end yeah as well so yeah, yeah. If we you know that like you said that was quite a long explanation but there's more so there's a giveaway yeah. to that as well um yes. and i want to just ask about you were like you were an employee for a long time and yes. you had success in that realm then like you said this inventor kind of thing goes off and you can't turn it off talk to me about the realities because entrepreneurial people or creative people who maybe then switch across like you have ideas and there's a big difference between an idea and getting something to QVC. And I want to hear about that experience because that is, in a lot of ways, once you get on QVC, it's hard to get on QVC and not sell a load of stuff because that, that is, I mean they do end up doing crazy numbers for certain things. So yes. talk to me about the idea and then the challenges. And for I mean, almost like yeah, again, maybe a three-step in terms of what you've learned in getting it from that idea to getting on QVC, which is you know, you know, fair play. That is. That is something I haven't done. I haven't tried, mm-hmm. but I mean, I, I, that sounds awesome. Maybe it Thank was, you. maybe it wasn't. Tell, talk Thank to us about that and the kind of the challenges.
1: It's so interesting because, of course, there were highs and lows, many lows. I mean, I came up against so many challenges. And your suicide attempt was
0: two years after your idea and kind of that. Yes, that's another dimension too. But yes.
1: (laughs) Right. So here, while I'm going through this, you know, I'm working at ABC, I'm coming up with this product idea, I'm dealing with the challenges of my my marriage and relationship, and I have all of these, of course, fears, limiting beliefs, not knowing what the flip I was doing, and so of course there were challenges with it there was you know there's the stuff you know then there's the stuff you know you don't know and then there's the stuff you don't know that you don't know and that is the zone where you know that's where I I don't call them mistakes anymore I call them lessons along the way so sitting today I'm have a very different perspective of it but when you're going through that you have to know that if you've got an idea or for a product or service you know you're in it innovator and an inventor and a creator of course you have these ideas you cannot be focused on on the QVC yeah you can have that on your vision board wouldn't that be great to do that and focus that on a good way but what actions do you need to take today to get you there so I also teach processes on I have a formula called the M plus I equals O formula. Movement towards your intention will deliver you your outcome. And you do the formula backwards. You you focus on the outcome first, what that desired outcome is, then you figure out, you set your intention to get you there, but then what movement do you have to take to get you there? So again, it's three step processes, everything I do, three steps. And so anybody out there who's got an idea I also have an article, so if you want it, you can reach out to me at info at Diane Forster and I'll send it to you. It's I wrote it for Inventors Digest magazine about the first three steps you have to you have to do in you know in order yeah. to pursue an idea.
0: Well, cool. So Could you give them. I mean, and let's go specifically to so, not, not other people, maybe what you, what you did in terms of your processes, and let's just use this bit as like our, our case study in terms of things okay. you did. So yeah,
1: I will tell you the first thing I did. Um, I asked myself some questions and I said, well, I want this, but does anybody else want this? You know, so, so what, what would I pay for this? How would I use this? You know, how would I market this and sell this? You know, what besides the frustration that happened in the kitchen decorating deviled eggs with paprika and ruining my dish that was the problem that i solved but what other problems can i solve with this product mm. and so i asked myself a series of questions like what is their viability marketability you know with it clearly there was so by doing that and this is the thing i tell everyone We're not asking ourselves enough questions and we're not asking ourselves the right questions. So flush through those questions and just, you know, don't be so attached to your idea. Like, oh my God, I just came up with this amazing idea. Really flush it out and say, well, is this something that other people are going to want? That was, so I asked myself those questions. And the very next thing I did is I was out to dinner with friends and I said, I came up with this idea for a kitchen product. Do you know anyone in that industry who could possibly help me? I asked for help right up front. So uh, he became my mentor. He desperately tried to talk me out of it. He said, this is not an easy undertaking. You seem Mm -hmm. like a really nice woman. (laughs) And my mantra was, I just want to see where this goes. It's sort of my mantra in in life. And so so he introduced me. And then the very next thing is um, he connected me with a prototype manufacturer and a patent attorney. And so I reached out and called both of those people. Now I invested money in this. I will tell you, I invested mightily in this because I really believed in it. And I, I believe that, um, you have to invest. You Uh, have to invest in uh, yourself.
0: Mindset of that. Was there ever a pause? Because like you say, when people have ideas, they have all these different ideas until it times to to commit and, you know, invest in certain things. That's when you really have to, am I serious about this? Does this genuinely have legs or is it just a cool idea that I can talk about that I've got and then see right. someone else do it down the line? Was there ever right. a pause when you like, is this, you know, you ask yourself them questions or did you just go sort of straight through?
1: It's interesting because I did believe in it so much and I could just see it in my mind so clearly. And I had a very particular um, idea of what I wanted the functionality. I, I mean, it's beautifully made. It's made of stainless steel. It's got interchangeable sifting bowls. It's really versatile. It has a tapping edge. So it's, it you know, it's really precise placement, it has a lot of different uses. It gets, um, you know, food stored in liquid in jars out of there mess-free. It's a tea strainer. It's got, it's a, a glitter company buys them for decorating. So it has a lot of functionality to it. So, so I so believed in it that I was willing to take that risk. Mm-hmm. So, and it's been endorsed by Kevin Harrington of, you know, he was one shark of the original tank, yeah. sharks on shark Tank. So, so you've got to believe in your product. If you're wavering, that's what these questions will help flesh out. So um, th- then really test it because it takes Listen, it takes um, a lot of gumption and stickability to, to quote yeah. uh, Greg Reed. And, and you really got to believe in it. And I, I'm of the belief the only way you quote unquote fail is if you quit. Mm. So if the idea is not resonating with you, you don't feel it in your heart, it's not on your mind a lot, it's probably not worth pursuing. It's got to really move you into action because the... The glory of being on QVC was six minutes. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, I was going to say, so you get your prototype. Were yeah. you selling them much before or how did it get from, obviously you've got the, 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 and how long was it? And then was QVC right at the start or did you have to show some, What? how did that kind of that flick, you know, happen, that switch? And obviously so like you said six minutes and then, yes. you know, you sold a lot.
1: So I came up with the idea on Easter Sunday in 2009. I formed the company in 2010 and already had my prototype. I started, I got, you know, months of not really knowing what I was doing, doing a lot of research. Mm -hmm. I got the opportunity to be on ABC in an inventor segment. And Ah. I had, one minute on air, I had no product manufactured. I had a slap up a website quickly and I got hundreds of orders for a product that I had no product wow, for. that's awesome. So I knew- How did
0: you get that ABC? Was that because obviously you're still working in ABC and you, you was aware kind of proximity is power that this yes. option came up?
1: Someone in the building knew that I was inventing this product and spoke to one of the producers. They were doing this in local inventor segment. Yeah. And they said, we have an inventor in the building. And so the producer called me <laughs> so and, cool. and said, you know, we want to feature you on air. And I said, I, I, I'm not an inventor. I only have a prototype. Like, this is how naive I was. And I said, I haven't even pursued manufacturing. And they said, well, we don't care. We, we're going to take products at all stages. So the, the air date was six weeks later. So like I said, I scrambled to get the website done, logo design, you know, yep. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kicks your button gear. Yeah. And so I went on air for one minute and like I said, hundreds of orders, I could not believe it. Wow. So I started in 2010 pursuing manufacturing. So I got my first shipment of them in the fall of 2010 and started doing um, craft shows and different places like that, yep. going door to door, selling a case at a time. I would do the, the craft shows and I would sell thousands in a day because women just loved them. Just yeah. absolutely loved it. And so the the um, international houseware show in Chicago, I got a booth in the inventor's corner in the, the spring of 2013. And the, there were 60,000 new products featured that year. I'm sorry, there were 30,000 new products featured that year and 65 were honored and the Spifter was one of them. So I won this innovation award. So QVC was at the event and they came over to me and said, we want to start selling your product online. So they started placing orders with me and after a couple of years in the spring of 2015 they called me out of the blue one day and said your product's been selling well we'd like to feature you on air so i had to do no selling to qvc these things were just
0: yeah. dropping well, because you, you I know you got that credibility you got you did the work and you got the innovation yeah. they probably just came to that event and and only looked at the, the the 60 or so that have um you know got the award or got honored Yeah, or right. Like that.
1: yeah right so that's how it <laughs> happened and it's been you know what it's not a it certainly hasn't made me millions mm. or anything like that but it's been and it's still a, a love and a passion of mine and right now we switch things up we just changed the packaging around so now we're marketing into grocery stores it should be in every supermarket mm. in the country in this baking and spice aisle it just belongs there yeah. so perfectly so we've redid the packaging to make it to accommodate that because before the packaging was not designed that way so again all these things I learned along the way. And so version one is better than version none. So if you have that mindset and uh, Alex Mandozian taught me that, and so you've got to at least launch it, right. And get it out there, but you've got to believe in it and you've got to put in the work. So
0: definitely, easily well, 10,000 yeah. hours. <laughs> that was really, you know, really insightful, really good to hear that story of the, you know, the reality and the time that's involved and the things that happened and You know, you were putting it out there. I really, really enjoyed that. So we're going to wrap it up with a quick alpha round. I'd like to start that off with, is there a particular quote that's either an all-time favorite of yours or one that just kind of sums up your approach to life?
1: Yes. By Wayne Dyer. Have a mind that's open to everything and attached to nothing. Mm. That serves me so well every day. Just open and detached. So, yes. My favorite and I think, quote.
0: I believe you mentioned a book near the start, but is there a particular all time impactful book for you or just favorite book? And it could be linked to inventing, it could be linked to something else. Just what book springs to mind as a recommendation?
1: You know, I, I mentioned um, Ask and It Is Given. That one really changed me. Um, it's, you know, it's old. It's been around for 20 years, something like that, almost 20 years. Um, that one really spoke to me and business wise, I would say the code of the extraordinary mind by Vishen Lakiani That book is, is a game changer, really game changer. Love that book.
0: Awesome. Mm-hmm. And we touched on again, ways to connect with you, but what is the best way if people want to follow this up and, and grab that free gift? What is the best yes. way to follow up?
1: So follow me at dianeforster.com. And, you know, social media is Diane Forster official. You can follow me everywhere. And if you want the video training where I teach you the three-step blueprint of love it, thank it, bring it, that is at myhaveitalllife.com. And it'll show you how you can start moving away some of that, that, those dandelions and open things up for you. So.
0: And fi- finally, what is the one question you thought I was going to ask or you, you hoped I asked and you feel like I've missed it? Is there anything that jumps to mind?
1: Uh, yes. What's the most exciting thing happening for you right now?
0: Wow, <laughs> that was just on the tip of my tongue. So, <laughs> what is the most exciting thing happening for um, you right now? I
1: love that setup, Adam. That's, that's amazing. My
0: Gadgel the- card, that one. <laughs> the,
1: the most exciting thing that we have going on right now, we are launching my show I have today. We are launching it now live. So we're—it's an hour-long show at eleven a.m. every Monday, where I'm going to have amazing guests on amazing, inspiring segments. And it's on—it's the platform is e360 TV, but it's also going to be available on my Facebook page that I have today with Diane Forster, my YouTube channel, and all. Amazon, Fire, Apple TV, Roku, and and Android TV and mobile. So it'll be available there. And I'm going to be live. I want engagement. Please come on and ask me your questions because I have a segment called Mentor Me Minute. So that's a chance for you to get me live and I can help you through whatever it is, invention, reinvention, whatever, intentional living. Yes.
0: Well, it's been an absolute pleasure today. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Adam.
0: Attention authors coaches speakers make sure to join our amplify your mission community on facebook thank you for your cooperation all right have a great week amplify your message and amplify your mission system shut down three two one